the the pinnacle of this was at university where you shot a competitor in the cock. Square in the cock. Oh, children. <laughs> children in the room. Soldiers of Hell! Welcome to the Soldiers of Hell podcast. I'm Andy and I'm Fence. In 1999, a slightly disturbing young man declared that we are soldiers of hell. We are neither soldiers nor from hell. Fire up your mini discs and listen now. So you're about to play Goldeneye for the first time in how long? Oh, 15 years maybe? Everything's a bit of a nostalgic trip um, at the minute, isn't it? I'll, I'll open the door. You don't. So he's trying to get through the door. He's in the toilet room. It's like the first bit, isn't it, in Goldeneye? Yeah. Worst James Bond ever, he just gets stuck in the toilet. The whole, it's, it's whole the film passes him by. It's not the most devious of plans, but... Size is somewhat off on this. I can see somebody help me. Can't right, get out. Okay. Let's, what am I supposed to? So normally I've dropped down by this point, haven't I? Devious, De- devious Blofeld. You've put me in the toilet <laughs> and you've locked me. It's, it's open. This is silly. You've got 35 seconds left to get out of the toilet. That's more than the So Sorry crew had. How many did they have? 21 seconds? 21 seconds. Well, and I was also to go. I mean, I'm in the toilet. Ah! Right, okay. You can get out. Time is up. It says no smoking, but you can shoot. <laughs> you can you shoot go? people in the face. What did we used to say? <laughs> yes, in the cock. Fails. Fail, um, Not the best game ever, no, was it? No, I didn't. Round, the round is ending. Okay, that's not ideal. I'm walking through the countryside. It's dark. I can't see where I'm going. I'm probably going to smash into someone. I'm so not it's wearing. pretty much like walking back from a beer festival to a campsite then, boss. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like that. It's nippy dark and could be hit by a car at any point. Yeah, I need a head torch and I haven't got one. <laughs> Oh dear. You've got probably got a torch on your phone though, haven't you? Yeah, but I'm using really? that to broadcast, so... Uh, yeah, um, you can really flashlight and uh, do broadcast radio as well, can't you? Occasionally, I get the uh, flash of a headlight coming past, which kind of makes my eyes adjust to the light, and then, obviously, it disappears, and I can't see I a thing again. And you're back to the pitch dark. I, I should say, actually, I should introduce you, because you are... I know you've been on the podcast before, but... Dave from the Geeky Guys, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate, not too bad, can't complain. So do you, do you walk home uh, every night then, or is it uh, just tonight you're without a vehicle? Well, yeah, I, I always walk the last bit. I like the headspace. And I've been thinking, right. I've been thinking, right? So, you know how the Soldiers of Hell have been kind of adding people who we've talked about to our ranks of soldiers, yeah? Oh, yeah. Well, I need to almost go back in time. And, and add ranks to people that we've talked about a lot. So, right. so, for example, right, James Bond. Let's start with James Bond, right? Classic character to be discussed as part of the podcast. Where do you feel he fits in the pantheon of Soldiers of Hell greats? Mm, so are we talking like uh, military ranks, are we? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, the first thing that comes to mind is the one that it should always should be, which is Commander Bond. 
Well, you see, that would make sense. Are we underselling it a little bit? Should he maybe be a slightly higher rank? Because he has been talked about quite a lot on uh, podcasts over the years, hasn't he? Well, exactly. We did an episode where we talked about Roger Moore and gave yeah. him yeah, the Moore. commander rank. So yeah. do we need to go one up if we're talking about all the bonds? Yes, I suppose that's the thing. If you've kind of said that Roger Moore is a particular rank, then I suppose if you're taking all the James Bonds as a whole thing, as a whole pantheon, just as James Bond, that's got to be a high rank, hasn't it, if all of them are included in it? Have you ever read any of the uh, John Gardner continuation novels? Uh, I haven't. I've always meant to have a look at them, so I have heard that, that they are pretty good, but I've never been read any of the, uh, the modern Bond novels. Um, I did read some of the originally in Fleming ones quite a few years back, but I've never read any of the newer stuff. So I believe that um, in one of those novels, he does get promoted to the rank of Admiral. Ah, cool. Oh, that, that well, you can yeah. see the Admiral then. And it's even darker now. I need Q to uh, rustle me up a gadget so I can see in the dark. I have installed a torch in your shoe. That'll do. That'd do the job, wouldn't it? Or even on a watch, that'd work quite nicely, wouldn't it? I think the problem is, if I had a knife in one of my shoes, there is a high probability I'm accidentally going to knife someone else in their foot. I was walking down this path the other day, and uh, I came nose to nose with a Labrador walker. I think it was a Labrador. I couldn't really see it. I couldn't really see them. I had my headphones in, and we nearly teeth to teeth, which is not a good way to be. No, that's not the first thing you want to be greeted with, really, is it? I'm going to play a little Bond sketch now. Bit of a Bond sketch. I'm back in. I'm in the facility. Is there anyone else playing with me? Oh, he's moving. He can actually... I'm, can I'm actually... Oh, I've got more weapons here. Right, this looks like... How do I... Ammunition. Ah. I've got a sight. There's nobody on the radar, so I assume that, that you're just playing on your own. I'm just shooting up the place. Right, okay, this is really, it feels really old school having to use a keyboard to do forward, back, left, right. Can you start together? It's not Sonic. Is that the, is that the cheat in Sonic? Up, down, left, right, up, down, left, right, A, B, C. As I recall, how, how do I swap weapons? Wasn't it then A and start together to then get into it? Get all the Something like that, yeah. The first Sonic was, uh, oh, it years ago now, wasn't it? It was a mess. I remember I got Sonic 2 for my 13th birthday, I think it was, and I've never ridden home from school so quick in all my life. It was a golden moment for me. What was your favourite Mega Drive game? Mega Drive? Um, I really liked Streets of Rage. That was good. And I went through a phase of loving um, Super Street Fighter 2, the Championship Edition because it had the new challenges in it, which was good, and uh, yeah, it was alright. But I got um, a Mega CD, which was good. I oh, you were living the dream. I'd, well, yeah, 1994, what more could have been? Did you have, was it, was it called Night Watch? What was that I thing not, where you had, it was like full motion video? That was, yeah, that was almost banned, because there was, I think there was a, a, a five second bit where you saw boom. It was, I got um, Road Warrior, which was... Well, it was like a cartoony one, wasn't you it? Remember, you know Dragon's Quest? Yeah. The sort of motion-captured, animated... You, it, there wasn't really so much a game as an interactive video. You had to press the button 
at the right time to make the game work. And it had a great like Japanese version of a sort of 70s rock song at the start. It's good. No, I never had a go on a mega CD. I've still got it. And I've got uh, Sewer Shark, which is most of the time. It's like these are this is the problem with Sega. They over diversified to the point where people didn't know which one they were supposed to buy. I suppose that, that mid nineties was a it was a tipping point, wasn't it? It's where everything was going from cartridge based to C D based and you know, do you do you add the C D player on to the existing console or do you throw the whole old console out? It's new ground I suppose for everyone. Is the Nintendo Switch got cartridges though, or have I made that up? I, I don't think it's a cartridge as such. I think it's like a memory, like an SD card, yeah. in effect. I suppose, which I suppose is a modern equivalent of a cartridge, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But then it's like the Sega, they did the 32X, which was a... Oh, someone else is... Oh, you've got someone to kill oh, now. Someone, right. You've got one minute, 22, to take them out. Pressure's on. Get that Kevlar. Where are they? Where are they? Clear the corners. Maybe they're in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be brilliant. Soundtrack's good on this. I always love the Golden Axe yeah, soundtrack. With it, even though it's got that sort of reduced capability of sound, I think it still very captures very well the feeling, the sense of the film. The, the Golden Eye movie soundtrack got a lot of criticism um, over the years because it wasn't orchestral enough and it was too industrial sounding. But I really like that about it. I think it fits with the film. Yeah, that sort of Soviet Union, Iron Curtain... Failed again! So, as you've already said, the, the pinnacle of this was at university where you shot a competitor in the cock. Square in the cock. Oh, children. <laughs> children in the room. That's something that wasn't the case when you last played this game, wasn't it? No. Mega Drive game I lost a lot of time on as a youth was a quack shot. I loved Quack Shot. Yeah. I, I remember it was one of the first games I got. And because when, when I was sort of in the early 90s, I had the dual attractive characteristics as loving, loving both computer games and Disney. That's <laughs> what all the girls like. So I got Quack Shot and I got to the last boss. You know when it you was, said you were in the, in the 90s, you loved uh, computer games and Disney? Yeah. What's changed? Quality of the Disney films and the games. <laughs> That's it then. Yeah. Yeah. I love Star Wars. Star Wars is one of my favourite films. Do you like Star Wars? Who's your favourite Star Wars person? Darth Vader. That's a good choice. He's a lot of people's favourite. <laughs> In the last couple of weeks, I've introduced my eldest daughter to Star Wars. Oh. She's quite a sensitive film watcher. She gets mm. quite frightened by things, and I've wanted to wait until the right time to introduce them. But yeah. she's, been, she's been expressing an interest. Yeah. So we had a long conversation about where do you start? 
You yeah, start with number Andy four. He mentioned this to me probably the other night, and he actually said he actually asked the questions about what order we would watch the Star Wars films in if we were showing them to somebody. And he actually asked us that because he'd had that conversation with you about you showing it to to your daughter. To and what was your what was your thought? I think we pretty pretty much said that because of the experiences that that we had watching the films, we would start off with um, the nineteen seventy seven original with A New Hope. Um, yep. Empire, Return of the Jedi, and then on to the prequels. Um, but obviously, that isn't the correct order chronologically. Kind of the logical way probably would be best. Our experiences of the first three films were those New Hope and Field. Those are the first three films because they're the ones that we loved and we grew up with. Yeah, the classics. But uh, yeah, well, it makes a lot more sense to watch the prequels first. Well, that's where we started. We started with Phantom Menace. Now, we, I mean, I discussed it with her. I didn't tell her any plot points, any spoilers. I just kind of showed her the covers of the DVDs and said, look, yeah. this is this person when they're older, without giving the obvious Anakin becomes Darth Vader. Yeah, okay. yeah. And uh, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> is it, do I need to shout spoilers for that one anymore? I don't know. You, you, uh, no, you wouldn't think it'd be too soon by now, would you, really? <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, we did that. We started at the beginning. We watched um, A Phantom Menace together, and she seemed to really enjoy it, which is good, because a lot of people don't. Yeah, I think, it, I think it was the right place to start, though. And she cried her heart out when Qui-Gon Jinn died, which was a little bit heartbreaking, and it's kind of made me a bit fearful for what happens in the other movies. Yeah, but yeah. we got on to Attack of the Clones yesterday, I've forgotten how flabby that film is in the middle section. It's so boring in the centre. Yeah, not uh, happens, does it, really? What had happened in the last week is a friend of hers from school had lent her a book called The Story of Anakin, and she'd read it cover to cover. <laughs> and it literally takes from being a child on Tatooine right through every event to the end of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so she knows every single spoiler now. Oh dear! So she's not. She, is she still going to be able to uh, get through the the whole "I'm your father" Luke? Or well, is she really going to know about that now? I presume she's already going to know about it. I mean, she is going to have that, but like, it's going to be rather disappointing or not quite have the same impact, is it? We were talking about that at the uh, pub when we were on about this with Star Wars, and we were saying that, like, we take it for granted now that like big surprise that you get at the end of the film. Uh, yeah. about Darth Vader being Luke's father and it's in pop culture and everywhere but there's still, you know, like children that haven't seen it yet that have still got that to come that can still have that surprise Yeah Yeah, well, so, she can't <laughs> No, not now I am slightly wary of the transition though, because I think that's going to freak her out so I might have to uh, it's quite, it's quite I, I mean, again, episode 3 gets a lot of flack but that scene where he gets cut down by Obi-Wan. Yeah. Pretty grim. It is, to be fair, isn't it? It's quite, quite a hard yeah. idea. So we'll see how she reacts to that. I might, well, I might cover her eyes or press pause and fill in the blanks. I think one of the things you do find, and I kind of find it with, with Denise a little bit, some of the films that we watched uh, when we were, like, their age, or, like, cartoons, they were, they were a lot darker and a lot grittier and sort of got a lot more things in it that could kind of upset you or be violent or, or you know, very dark themes. And, and you look at it now and you kind of think, 
they can't believe that we watched that at that age and sort of you wouldn't consider showing it to kids now like these days. Yeah, I would agree with that. I remember going to see The Last Crusade at the cinema. Mm-hmm. And you think of at the end when the guy gets old. Yeah. That's grim, isn't it? It is pretty grim. It'd be quite shocking for, you know, like a five, six-year-old probably, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, so. probably at the time when it came out, you just thought nothing of putting that on for the family movie of an evening, would you? No. No. <laughs> Our times have changed. I've reached a potential dead end in my path and I can't see in the dark whether I'm going to walk through a puddle, fall down a pothole. What on earth is happening here? Send the ambulance, please. This is the first time you've played Hotline Miami. Yeah, it's... It reminds me, there's a game called Loaded that I played on the... uh, Sega Saturn, and it reminds me a little bit of that. It's probably worse graphics than the Sega Saturn, though, isn't it? Is that, that's, is that someone? It's a cockerel. Is that a cockerel, man? Yeah. So I've got to kill these. Yeah. So here I am, 1989, Miami, Florida. If you had a time machine, would you go back to 1989, Miami? Florida. I think, yeah, it seems like quite a cool place to be. I mean, certainly from... Would you hang out with Don Johnson? Yeah, I think I, think I would. Go to your phone. You to go, go and pick up your call from the telephone. A landline? Yes. I said, the cockerel man is telling me I need to go and get... Get the briefcase. But something tells me I might have to take out some bad guys. Some bad guys, some real bad dudes. Down the stairs. Uh, right, now I get it. Right, that door's you locked. Go down that stairs to your car, which is appropriately DeLorean-esque. <laughs> <laughs> so I've completed Prelude. Now you're off to the Metro. The New York Metro. There's a proper gaming house. There's a, there's a card game going on behind us. Can you hear it? Yeah. Right, so I've got, <laughs> so I've got the cockerel mask on. And you've got to go kill that guy. You can hide behind doors and knock them out. So if you barge through that door, it'll knock him out. Bosh. Wow. But now finish him before someone else comes up. Click, click, click. Right, OK. Brutal, isn't it? That's pretty good. He's having a weird... Oh, my... Oh, he got you. You're too slow. Press R to restart. The good thing is you've got unlimited lives. Bash! You're dead, mother. Ah. <laughs> he's pr- the best thing is to be stealthy, to open the door so he's alerted, but then just go and whack him before he gets to okay. you. Give you a bit of time to compose yourself. Bang. Oh, okay, so he's... Oh, I've got a bat. Has he given me a bat because I was so woeful after the first two attempts? No, I think you've taken it off him. I think he picked it up. Right, so if I open that door, alert him. Whack before he whacks you. Done it. Brilliant. Stage clear. That's a very evil. Uh, oh, his brains are all over the place. So you didn't manage to didn't manage to shoot the bad guy in the cop. Not not yet. I've not got a gun yet. But you there are. you go. I am smashing their faces in with a crowbar. But now you are a cop. Yeah. Cool. It's time for a rank. What shall we call this feature? The soldiers of hell rank off. Come rank with me. Strictly come ranking. Maybe just a load of rank.
if the listeners out there have got any suggestions of how really they should get rated, then please ring into the show and, and let us know. Anyway, there we go. How do you think, Admiral Bond? I think Admiral Bond sounds about right, doesn't it? Right, ting, that one's in. Well, I've managed to get past the dark bit of my walk home, and I'm ne- nearly back now, so it's been good to talk to you, Dave. And I'm sure that was an advert at some point. Um, yeah, where, where does Bob Hoskins get into the list? Uh, anyway, we've, no, we've ranked too many people. Have a good one. Have a good evening, mate. You too. Bye. Soldiers of Hell is a Fosgate Studios production. If you enjoyed it, please like, subscribe, comment, and share.